And welcome to this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood with me, your host, Dominic J. Zenden. And on this old this edition, if I can say it, we're going to do the five-in-one questions with a lady from Los Angeles in America, a friend of mine, a friend of mine for about a year now. Um, she has her own podcast, which is the Evolution Pod Club, which is well worth a listen. And you can go on there and listen to all the wonderful things that she's doing. So without further ado, let me introduce to you, Jackie Sidon. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Dom. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, look, it's um, I would say it's my pleasure because it really is my pleasure. It's lovely to have you here. And I've been dying for you to answer these five in ones because I know we're going to get some really interesting answers. And yes, the questions are all loaded <laughs> because that's why they've been written this way. There, there is no right or wrong answers. There is just your answers. And that's all that matters here because it's that that comes from the the self, the true self, isn't it? So we're going to go into question one and we're going to look at uh, conversations with the living or the dead. So what that basically says is, would you like to talk to somebody who's alive or is there somebody that you would choose that is no longer alive? Well, it's funny you're asking me this question today because my grandmother passed, as you know, on Monday. It is now, as we're recording this, a Thursday. And yesterday I sat down to journal and channel as I do. And my parents both had questions for her. She lived to be 105 years old. Quite a life, this woman, remarkable lady, very funny, very interesting, loved her scotch, drove into her 90s, you know, she was driving cars, would get pulled over for speeding and would tell the officer when he told her the speed limit, you know, I could walk faster than that. So she's a real spitfire. And I still doubt my abilities all the time, but I sat down and she immediately came through and I had in quite a conversation with her yesterday. And it has been a very important moment for my parents. I had messages for both my father and my mother. And today I'm asking, answering all sorts of questions from them. Like, how do you know it's her? Right. So I would say right now, after my grandmother had passed, having a conversation with her has been truly remarkable. And I will say in general, I typically would always choose having a conversation with someone who's passed because they don't have their human limitations on their perspectives. So their humanness doesn't get in the way of the conversation as it does when you talk to another human. We're both having a conversation from our own perceptions, which are created from our own beliefs, our own mental construct. But when someone is not of this physical reality, they don't have those limitations. So always talking to someone who's past is more exciting for me. Sure. Sure. Do you think dying changes us? Well, it's funny. I asked her yesterday (laughs) (laughs) and I said, um, is there such thing as death? And she said, there's no life. There's no death. There's no before there's no after it just keeps going. So I don't exactly know what that transition is, but I do know that if you're a scientist, you can always fall back on the mat. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. And you can sort of use that sort of principle if you want to use something rational and of our 
society, but I believe that we just keep going. We just take on different forms. What forms those are, I don't know, but there's just no way. And I think it would be hubris to say, this is it. I'm a woman, you're a man, we're here, we have this life and that's the whole thing. <laughs> and we get it all. But the truth is, we don't know what we don't know. And we don't know anything. <laughs> so, yes. That's a great Broadway show, that isn't it? I'm a woman, you're a man, and we don't know anything. You can see it the doesn't production. really apply anymore. Since I'm non-binary, and you're a they, and I'm a we, and you're a you know the gender yes. fluidity. We'd have to come up with maybe a more more inclusive title, but yeah, the general idea being, and we know nothing. <laughs> yep, which is brilliant. Uh, where do you think she was talking to you from? Well, that's definitely a question. You know. I'm unclear. I just know that where she's coming to me, I'm getting words in the same way that you would get thoughts and feelings. And that's how I know that it wasn't me because these were not my feelings. Suddenly I was feeling um, a presence and she was quite a little lady and she had a lot of big, heavy feelings for quite a little lady. And, and the human part of her felt a lot of burdens and she had a lot to sort of get off her chest. And in the very end, she couldn't speak. They were giving her morphine every hour on the hour. And she started with this sort of rant of, I had things to say and they just wouldn't leave me alone. And they kept giving me medication every hour. And I, that damn medication, I couldn't speak. And I said to her, well, you couldn't speak anyway. You were having seizures. And she said, I don't buy it. And it was sort of this feeling of frustration because my mother and father were with her and they kept whispering to her all the things we love you we know you love us you can cross over we we forgive we all the things you would want to hear and her thing was i wanted it to come from me and the feeling was so sort of aggressive that i asked her what is this because i always know in my experience when spirit has crossed over they're they're back to some kind of love being or pureness and it's all love. And I, so I was confused. And she said, this is the impression of my personality when I was in what you call physical reality. So I'm giving you this. So it can be validated by other people who are still living. It's not where I am now, but that's what I, where I was. It was really fascinating. And then she dove into all the answers that my parents had. Yeah. And, and you know, Jackie, as a medium, you know, I've worked as a medium for many years. The two most often connected answers and questions are one is, are they all right? Which that particular connection answers, doesn't it? Because they survive beyond. So they're, you know, it's perfectly fine. They just change state, which is what we talked about. Uh, and the second one that I've found that people have is I just wanted to say goodbye. And those two really simple aspects of being a medium are all this is about. It's about being able to give across that you're okay and also being able to give closure to a relationship that has lasted all your life. Oh, absolutely. I have the chills because in <laughs> it is it is that. And you never have to worry about saying goodbye because your loved ones are always with you in every moment of every day, beaming love onto you. And you can, anyone can sort of access this channel. It's just a matter of whether people believe they can. I was having this conversation with my father. A lot of the message to him was about how much she loved him in a way that he 
didn't even believe that she did and was so proud and pushed him on purpose consciously to make him what she believed would be strong, right? That was her belief system. She thought by being hard on him and making him feel maybe less than that he would have to buck up and he would have the tools he needed to face the world. And now she can see, oh, he was really sensitive and I didn't know that and that I was doing the best I could with what I believed. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't consider myself a medium and I don't, I still cannot believe this happens every time it happens. And I don't believe that I can access just anyone. And so there's a limitation in my sort. So that's something you and I will have to sort of work on together, I think. Yeah, sure. You know, what it comes down to is higher self-perception. So you can start to see that there is something going on and then you can figure it out. Um, as a medium, see, I'm a little bit different. I don't believe in the spirit world. I believe right, I that, that that we have soul to soul communication and that the soul is eternal. And that is the part of where I may differ from a lot of where people look at that. Um, mediumship to me is there for everybody. You don't have to be a medium. Just that some people say they are mediums. That the thing that really is, is the higher self perspective. Because this is about you at this moment in time. It's about your parents. It's about your family that are going through that separation from someone that has been there for many years, you know, 105 years. And all of your adult life, all of your father's, all of your mother's adult life, that, that person's been there. It's been a big presence, right. a, a huge energy in the family. And to actually just have that gone is not really what happens because it's you don't have – it's not. And this is the thing I want to get across to people. There is no big secrets into self-communication. There is no big secret. You can all do it. You do not have to find a medium. Don't let mediums right. tell you you have to because you just you just don't. And, as- and people know it. There's those signs that happen when you are thinking about someone and the song comes on the radio that re- – was your song or you look at the clock and it's their birthday, all those little signals and signs, you have little moments of those. There's always communication happening, or you'll get, you'll think about a person and their picture will pop up on your phone. There's always, always, always communication happening. And it's just a matter of, are you picking up on the signals? Are you believing the signals? Or are you just sort of brushing it off as a coincidence? But you know, the more you do this, the more you'll realize There are no coincidences. Nothing is random and everything is connected. And I will say to the thing about, I know that you don't subscribe to what a lot of people refer to as the spirit world. And you've heard me say this. And I I like to say that, again, we don't know what we don't know. And as people, we try to define things and categorize things to make them make sense to us. And that was another sort of facet of what my grandmother was saying about dying we're doing the best we can with vocabulary, which is limiting and ideas and what we can grasp. But the truth is it's so beyond what we can comprehend that it's all kind of true and all kind of not true. It's kind of the everything. We can't really define it. And if we could define it, it's too limiting for what the truth is, which is so beyond, right? Which is kind of what you're leaving room for. You're leaving room for that. You're saying, don't put it in a box. Yeah. And I'm also saying whatever makes you happy. I agree. 
Yeah, because if it makes you happy, if it helps you live your life to your best life, then oh your God. beliefs are absolutely where you need them to be. There's, there should be no limitation to anyone's beliefs and nobody should say to anybody that their beliefs are wrong in that sense. Everyone has their own beliefs and everyone's beliefs are right. Correct. Yeah. I agree because that's their beliefs and that's their truths. Your beliefs are your truths. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as I said, I like to call it higher self-perception and I would just give you a, a funny story that I had when I was, um, I was on BBC radio and the presenter wanted me to work as a medium for a phone in. So the phone was going and people were ringing up and I was answering their questions and it was quite a busy show and we got through quite a lot of connections over the airwaves. And he said to me at the end of the show, he said, um, Hey Dom, you can really do this, can't you? And I said to him, yes, I can. He said, tell me something. Can spirit people see you in the bath? That's what he, <laughs> that's what he asked me. He said, I really don't want my granddad looking at me in the bath. Right. They can all see you everywhere at all times, but they're not seeing you through that, pers- that lens. <laughs> yeah, I know it was just a, a funny that's part funny. of it. That, yeah. Because I think a lot of people might think that they might think that they don't really want their, their grandmother or their father or their partner looking over their shoulder every right. instant that they're going through. But it's, you just uh, remember that it's not the version of your grandmother that you knew here. It's a different version. And, and everyone, every, all of the millions and millions and millions of guides and angels are again, whatever you believe, it's kind of another just definition. These are just vocabulary words. It's all connected. So yeah, you're never alone ever. You're never alone. Um, that's one of the illusions I believe that we subscribe to here in physical reality, that we can be alone when you're always, always supported and loved and being guided every moment of every day. Yeah. Even in the bath, (laughs) even in the bath. Yeah. That's uh, (laughs) I don't think I've ever been supported and guided in the bath. A lot of everyone, (laughs) a lot of people get some of their best ideas in the shower, their inspiration when you're sort of in that zone you're kind of you're kind of tuning out and relaxed and you get those ideas in the shower where do you think those ideas are coming from they're coming from that higher self and you're in the shower so i'm just saying <laughs> yeah no i i agree but i agree that we're probably more aware of them when we're yeah. actually doing something that's very simple and non-thought provoking because we all wash almost unconsciously so we're in that zone aren't we and if we can recreate that zone outside of the shower we can do it without washing our hair. But that's another story, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. uh, okay. Right. Look, that's really interesting. And I'm, you know, you know how sad I am to hear of your your grandma's passing. It's really sad. And I think we miss their presence, their physical presence on this plane when they do that. But it is nice to know that we can still communicate. But we're we would be lacking in our duty as humans if we didn't ask the questions. Because we need we need to question as well as accept. And sometimes I need to question less and accept more. But that's all, <laughs> all part of the... I, I love your curiosity. Yes. It's all part of the fun. Okay. Let's go on to the next one of the five. Because this one actually asks, um, are angels really aliens? You know, this is interesting. My... 
you you could have your angels be aliens you may have aliens that are guiding you or coming to you meditation and they're your angels for me my belief system i'm jackie how you doing these are my beliefs i believe in angels as our guides and angels as non-physical entities and i sort of see aliens as other three-dimensional entities in the universe that sort of like if you're in a cafeteria in high school and you see somebody like I saw a boy over there and I'm like oh you're so interesting I just want to talk to you and get to know you what do you like what are you into what do you how does your mind work that to me is more where aliens are actual beings and to me angels are non-physical I don't know if I would say plasma or not, but I don't, wouldn't guess to know, but I would say non-physical entities that are with you always guiding you. So they're separate. They're not the same. To me, to me, it's separate. When I use those words, I'm talking about two different things. Okay. That's interesting because to me, I'm I'm a bit more scientific, I suppose, on this. And I think that anything yeah. that's, that's born on earth is terrestrial. And anything yeah. that's born away from Earth is non-terrestrial or extraterrestrial. So well, that's interesting. I totally disagree. <laughs> right. That's what I love. I, I Jackie, I knew we would have these wonderful conversations, and I knew that you would disagree with me. And, and that's great because let's disagree. Let's find out right. why. Let's what, get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you disagreeing? Uh, do you want the question again? Well, I, <laughs> do you all know that we also have a podcast called We Are All Aliens, by the way, um, which I just recalled. When I think of an alien, I think of an extraterrestrial as a person not born on Earth. Yep, that's what I think. Right. But when I think of an angel, I think of a non-physical entity, non-three-dimensional, non-five-dimensional I think of an energy being, and honestly, it's hard to define. I think of an angel as when I'm in meditation and I'm channeling and I'm hearing from my guys or angels, I don't know what to call it. To me, my angels are there. They're wherever there is, there is an idea. It's not, it's a concept. They're here, they're there, they're inside, they're outside, but it's a, it's something different. It's not dimension three-dimensional there's a different okay. it's part of the oneness that we're all originally from the one okay. and which yeah. aliens i believe are as well but they're i believe in them as physical beings okay see we're not disagreeing okay uh, um part of my my history as a medium was that when i was very young i had a dream that um angels were helping me connect to the souls of the past and yeah. they came in in these big swirls you know almost like um well swirling in these a bit hurricane like and there was millions of them all in these big swirls they come yeah, swirling millions, exactly. in millions trillions yeah. limitless numbers all different colors and you know how significant colors are and what they were doing was they were helping me connect the souls of the living to the souls of the past and that's what they were doing whilst I was on stage working as a medium. Mm -hmm. See, so 
I sort of feel that connection with this energy. And I love it, that it, visual too. You saw it visually, but that's similar. That's kind of the, that's exactly what I'm, that's interesting. Cause I, I, that's what I believe. I don't see them physically, but I hear and feel them. And I, like I said earlier, also millions and millions, infinite numbers. And they all have angels who have angels. It's there's everyone is supported. So that I'm with you there. So then I, I maybe, do you see that as physical? Because I still don't define that. I'd still see that as non-physical. Mm, I, I see energy and I see the energy, the frequency from I energy. Do. And for me, what I see as a non-threatening, if you like, um, really friendly force for good is this dimensional energy that we call angels. It's yes. a different shift of energy. It's a different way. I don't see them like you would see them on a Christmas card or standing in front of you with big wings flapping. I don't no. see that. That's only energy how... Energy signatures. Yeah, I see them like little leaves with color and they're multicolored. That's how I see them. And so when I think of angels, I don't think of them in the physical world, as you described, as you said to me, that you don't see that either. What I see them in the energetic world as being something that is joined to us, but different from us. But yeah. I don't see them as being aliens. Wait, that's exact. That's exactly what I was saying. So Exactly. I'm yeah. yeah. So and I want you I want you to be confused. I want you I'm to be confused. You, wait, that's exactly what I'm saying. I agree. But then you said that you did see aliens as angels. No, angels and aliens are two separate things. Yes. Though, although we should be looking at angels as aliens because they're non-terrestrial. The difference oh, between non-terrestrial. Yes. Gotcha. The difference is that do aliens have their own angels? Yes. And this is the thing that would define it, wouldn't it? Because if angels are the same for everything in the universe, then they're a different life force to who we are as terrestrial, who aliens are as extraterrestrial, born outside of this planet. But angels are encompassing the whole of the universe or oh, even yeah. the multiverse. <laughs> I believe we're all one with aliens as well. And I have, am, I have no reason to believe why aliens wouldn't have their own support system, their own angel beings and their yeah. own. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the one reason, Jackie, I feel that we haven't had disclosure for extraterrestrial life being real, because as soon as we get disclosure, we've got somewhere to compare what it's like to be a terrestrial against a non-terrestrial yeah at the moment we've got no comparisons to make right yeah we've only right. got the one that we have on this particular planet but as soon as we said right aliens are real they've been visiting this planet they even built this planet they could have even inhabited this planet there could be many ages of man of life and those things are very much about how we find out how the aliens or the different types of aliens have built their cultures. What rules have they decided? What right. rules have they and discovered? Say that we haven't been aliens. Why have we been human every lifetime? I'm sure we've been all sorts of different beings, right? Yeah. I don't right. Know. Yeah. I mean, totally. we've been all the things. So yeah, we've we been, would have been. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's there's plenty of reason to think we have many lifetimes on many different planets. Exactly. Why do we have to just be here on this planet? Yeah, but, but, but this is this is our what I, I think this planet is an amazing place. It's an amazing place to inhabit because you don't know what's gonna happen, you don't know what it's like within the consciousness. And again, I go against convention. I don't think we're here to learn. I think we're here to experience, which is a huge difference. Okay, wait, wait, pause, because I agree we're here to have experiences, and we're going to get to that. That's actually inherent in a couple in your one of your other questions about time. I believe we're here to experience because the experience teaches us. That's interesting. So so the learning happens through the experience, and that's why we want to experience as much as we can. Okay, and I would counter, you know, because okay. we never, we never just come. We're never to getting one... to all these questions, by the way. No, There's no. no I, well, we will. We'll get through them. But no the... counter, no counter first. Counter first. <laughs> the the good thing about this is is that because we are timeless, and because we do not have any sort of moderation of time, all our experiences are at one time. And that shows me that we're not here to learn. We're here to understand what we have already learned as a timeless entity, a timeless body. That's interesting because even saying we're here to understand what we've learned is still further learning. So I agree. So we can just go to the time. I do believe that we need time in physical reality three dimensions we're in three dimensions right now well you and i are we're in a couple more dimensions i don't know four or five maybe we're dealing with but in general it's three-dimensional world that we're living in um actually that's really not true for us but what i'm saying is we need time and space to have these linear experiences without time the way we are experiencing it now we can't have these experiences so if time, everything is simultaneous and you've talked about a circle and everything is happening all at once, your past, your future is all happening. Our perception of time helps us have these experiences. So yes, I think we need time to have those experiences because I also agree we're here to have experiences. Why are we here to have experiences? And that's what we're kind of getting to now. What, what I get is what I channel is that we are here to have experiences to find out who we are. We are on a journey of self-discovery source, God, the, whatever word you want to use to call it wants to know what it is. What are we? What, what am I? And thus let's say source is one, there's one, just oneness. We're all oneness. And source says, what am I? And it divides itself into two. So it can have an interaction with itself and then divides itself into four. So you can have more perspectives and have more interactions and learn more about itself. And if you're a love being, maybe you now incorporate a little fear, you incorporate other things. I do believe that it is a constant learning and a deepening, deepening, deepening of, like you said, of an understanding of who we are but I actually see that as learning. Okay. But you do that through these experiences. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could it be? And I'm just throwing it because I'm a I'm like this. Yeah, because why not? I mean, by the way, yeah. I also there could be nothingness. Like who knows? No, no, <laughs> we'll find absolutely. out when we grow. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, ask ask your nan for me when you your grand when you talk to her. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear what she has to say. But the yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. She's probably tell me to be quiet. The 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 real good thing about it could life be a game a giant game of snakes and ladders that every time we get it right we progress. Every time we get it wrong we slide down, and we have to get it right before we progress. So could it be that we're playing a giant game? Of snakes sure. and ladders. Yeah, of course. Why not? I mean, listen, I don't believe in right or wrong. Uh, the the ladders to me is always working your way towards love, which to me is the truth of who we are. And sliding down the ladder is just falling into fear, which is the illusion that we buy into of who we are. Sure, why not? I think we're going, we're doing that all the time. Why not? To it could all just be a giant game. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I, I think it's a bit more than a game. I wouldn't like to put it to a point of just a game. But what I would like to say is that I'm yes, ending you. I'm yes, ending you, Dom. Yes, I, I, I like it. Now you, you, you carry on. Yes, ending me. I love it. Is 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 how I build my life relationships. The the whole the whole perspective of what we're here for is always going to remain a bit of a mystery. But I purely believe that we can access our future memory and our past memory and the more that we understand that the more that we can do the things that we need to do to build the memories that we need to have in order just to be pure energy because that's, that's where so we go. i agree with you and that's what's so fun anytime you make a new choice or you grow or evolve i believe you're changing your past and your future and your other lives you're always fine tuning and tweaking and expanding and it does it has it it's affecting all of the moments that are happening simultaneously in all your lives including this one that's kind of heady i know but i know you're with me you're no following. perfect that's a, that's a great summary <laughs> and a great way to to end that question so really interesting conversation there jackie so next question why do we dream this one's really funny because I, I know you're a man of curiosity. You do a lot of research. You like to exhaust and find the facts before you make up your mind. And I will tell you, I've read a lot about dreaming from a lot of different channels, mediums, spiritual people. And I have a lot of information in my mind uh, of all of the evidence of what people say. But I'm going to tell you what I think. Brilliant. Uh, that's the best way, Jackie. <laughs> Give it and to what, me. <laughs> I think, what I think just comes from what I experience, what I have experienced is that my dreaming seems to be me processing what's happening in my life right now, what's going on in my day. And then it, I'm using symbols and I honestly, symbols, symbols, clues, keys, um, like I mean, symbols as in people or actual symbols in my dreams to sort of give me clues and to figure out what is going on, process what's happening. Also, sometimes I've noticed my dreams are trying to tell me something. And when I sort of discover what they're trying to tell me, then that particular dream stops happening. I'm going to give you a couple examples. Brilliant. Number one, I used to dream. It was a lovely dream, lovely, lovely recurring dream that whenever I was in a home, I would find a new space, a new room. 
And it was so exciting. Oh my God, I have a basement. Oh my God, I have a basement. I never knew I had a basement. It's unfinished. I could do so much in here. Or I would find a secret room or an attic. And it was this amazing, amazing dream I've had my whole life until I discovered I could channel or learn how to channel. We all can. And once I started channeling, I stopped having that dream. I have started having dreams about New York. I'm always in New York. Why am I in New York? I'm in New York, looking for a place in New York, living in New York, looking for an apartment in New York. Again, it's a space. So, and I sort of realized that New York symbolizes freedom for me because I lived in New York in my twenties before I was married and had children and I was on Broadway and living this life. So there's, when I'm feeling trapped, I dream of New York. Now here's another thing. My grandmother passed away. Don't know if you all knew that though. My grandmother passed away. Her name was Zelda, by the way, Zelda. Zelda passed away and she was trying to come through to have a message for my dad. This woman would not let me sleep. Okay. So since she passed for the two nights after I could not sleep. Now, whether you're woken up by the person next to you or your phone going off, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Your guides are waking you up or your angels or what have you. And then second night I didn't journal. I didn't channel. She was waking me up. I wasn't processing her passing the next night I got up and I actually started throwing up. It's never happened to me before. Okay. I mean, I'm through, I don't remember the last time I actually threw up. It was really awful. And then my dreams were of her and she was there and then there were demons. It was a lot. To, and I woke up yesterday and thought I, my dreams are telling me I am not processing my grandmother's passing. I have to sit down. I have to write. She came through very clear messages. I delivered the messages. And last night I slept like a baby. Brilliant. Yeah. It's, so, so you, you really think that dreams are there to create a purpose like premonition, um, almost like a predictive dream that you need to be able to do this, or you need to be able to answer this calling, or you need to be able to think of this purpose in your life. And as soon as you put what you said was symbolism onto each dream that you have, then the clarity becomes a part of why you're having those dreams. So it, that's been, that's been true for me. Yeah, so cool. I do feel like they're God, they're always guiding me or processing what I'm experiencing, especially things that I'm ignoring. So if I'm not processing things, something consciously, then in my unconscious, it will let me know. Yeah. I, I think dreams are very clear. Um, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a similar experience to you with your, your grandmother with Zelda. Um, when my dad died, I was only 19 years old. And my, my dad was somebody that was very skeptical about everything. And he used to say, when you're dead, you're dead. Scatter my ashes on a windy day so I can get up as many people's noses as I possibly can. That's my dad. All right. That's way, just... I just want to interject one thing. That was one of the things I learned about her, why she lived so long. She thought, lights out, you're dead, you're done. Yeah, absolutely. She, she didn't believe in any of this. No. no, you fight to the end and that's the end. And and this is the incredible thing that I had a really clear dream when my dad died. On the night he died, he actually came to me very clearly and said in a dream, not in a mediumship reading, but in a dream that you're right, I'm wrong. And my oh. dad would never, ever say to me, you are right. He never apologized. He never said anything other 
than he was right. He was very demonstrative. He was even, he was so one-tracked. And so that dream, even it was when I was 19, stayed with me. So I can really relate to your experiences, what you've had with Zelda, because it's a very, although it's years and years apart, and who says about time, but it really does relate to the same sort of thing, doesn't it? It does. And that's so powerful. That's amazing evidence, especially because the way your dad even said it to you is the way he spoke, you know, in that yeah. clear, just, yeah, absolutely. The message yeah. was just completely opposite of what he believed in the living. I know. I know. And I used to tell him all the time. I used to say to him because we knew he was, you know, he was terminally ill for 10 years and we knew that he was going to go. We just didn't know when. And it was, as I was growing up, I went from the age of nine, my dad was always ill. So it was a case of being able to watch him, his demise from a strong, articulate, intelligent guy to a guy that was just stuck in a wheelchair. And it was heartbreaking to see it and to experience it. But his attitude to life was, I can't say that word on this radio show, but it was really was sod you all. I know what's happening. And when you die, you die. And that was it. So I sort of understood that from him. Yeah, I've been talking to spirits since I was five years old. Right. So I had this total different contradiction of two sides. And it's great that we don't have a contradiction. It's great that because we can actually all experience our own relatives, our own self, picking up these messages and interpreting them and knowing where to interpret them that makes our life even a better experience because we don't even fear. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes when you wake up and you realize the symbolism you use, it's entertaining. You think, oh, that must have been from that. That's, you know, you can enjoy it, have fun with the process. Yeah, um, I wrote it all down. I wrote a book called My Childhood Room, and it actually documents my life from about the age of six upwards. And it is so funny. Even when I wrote it, I really did channel it. But I had memories, and I, I could sit down, and I just wrote. And all That's these right. memories come flooding back. And when I read it, I'm in fits of laughter because it's so funny. It is so hilarious. We're supposed to have, it's supposed to be a good time here. We're supposed to have some fun here. That's for sure. We we are. And we should avoid anything that doesn't give us that. Okay. Next question, Jackie. And it's lovely. I mean, it's really nice. Some way of talking about why we dream is really connected, but do we have a soul? Yes. Okay, that's the short answer for the people listening on <laughs> on Long Wave, <laughs> and for those who listen on um, HD high no, frequency. This is, this is interesting. There's these, you know. Okay, so let me. My, you've heard this um, for your listeners. Something that I believe is that the planet has a everything has an energy signature. We agree on that, and I believe that the Earth is always evolving exponentially and that when souls come in they are a vibrational match to the earth at the time of their entry which means that each generation is more evolved than the last generation and don't worry you'll be back again so you don't have to worry worry that you know that your kids are more evolved than you my kids are more evolved than me but I will say that I'm hearing all these stories about this, this new generation. They're really, really tuned and tapped and turned on. It's incredible. Their abilities are incredibly open and powerful. And 
so, and most kids are open vessels anyway, as you know, from being a child with gifts and you had the good fortune of not closing the door on that. But I I was just hearing there's this five-year-old who started a podcast and I guess the po- my daughter's going to be five. So to me, this is mind blowing. This podcast is only about two minutes long. And this child was def- explaining to people the difference between a spirit and a soul and a body. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think I have a lot to learn from this child. I believe we have a soul. You and I have talked about the plasma again, we are not our bodies. And even if you're a man or a woman of science and, or they of science, you can go to mind over matter. There you go. A very simple phrase that we've used a long time. There's always evidence of something beyond your body. Your body is made up of trillions of entities that are not you. There's something else going on, but I am curious about the difference between spirit and soul. Me too. I, I just want to reflect back to this um, young child who's got a podcast. And for, yeah. you know, do, do they call it, are we nearly there yet? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I actually don't think so, but I can, we, I can do a little recon, yeah. get back to you and we can put it in the notes of your podcast. I, okay. It really should be called, are we there yet? It really should be because that's what that. all, that's what all children say. And if they haven't called it that, they should. The, the, the wonderful thing about children is they don't have any filters. They just talk. They just they're express the, who, the, pu- they're to the pureness. The pureness in the auras, you see the white left over. You see before they've formed their opinions and per- certain aspects of their personality. You see that pureness. Well, the wonderful thing about seeing an aura, Jackie, is you watch the aura change as the child grows and becomes more contaminated. And it's really, it's, it, I know it's that no, word contaminated. It yeah, it may, maybe the wrong word, but no, that, that's what we came here to do is to acquire because, limiting beliefs and contamination. But that is, it just makes me sad, but it's true. That's why we're yeah, here. Yeah. But, but we've all, we've all experienced it and we've all grown yeah. to adulthood and we've probably all become more contaminated by our own opinions. The, the yeah. part of the soul is the soul is there to record everything that we experience. That's yeah, I love is. that. That the soul is recording everything we experience. Yes. And then and then actually while we sleep, this is not dreaming though per se, but while we sleep, I do believe our soul then is back home again, limited by vocabulary. Okay. And again, processing everything that it experienced, sort of that download of all okay. that information. Do you think the soul just slips out for a rest while we sleep? I don't think our soul ever sleeps. No, that's my that's my whole project. Yeah, the no, body our n- bodies need to sleep, but our soul is wide awake doing all that. I don't their soul never needs to sleep because our soul doesn't experience resistance. We yeah. feel resistance and that's what makes us tired and that's what makes us need to sleep. But our souls no, never. Isn't never. isn't that incredible? We have double personalities. We have our body and we have our soul. Um, but together, Can I actually we... tell you something? Oh, oh sorry. Yes. I yeah. Have you seen the TV show Severance? No, no, no. no I... It's really popular in the States. And I was thinking it's kind of mind bendy. And I was thinking we kind of experience severance every single night for however many hours we go to sleep because we don't remember what our soul or know what our soul's doing. 
Yeah. And and we could also, right, if we talk about it in a bit more depth, we can talk about walk-ins, walk-outs. People go to sleep and they wake up a totally different person. I love so, talking about walk-ins and walk-outs. I know, I know. It's brilliant. It's, it's, uh, I always get this image of um of a of a barber shop that says um walk-ins available. Yeah, when I when I see this, and I'm thinking, wow, what a great spiritual place a barber shop is. The and you the, know the and you know the barber shop is from the 1950s, and you were suddenly there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole this whole experience of being able to go backwards and forwards because time is just this big bubble that we can enter in and out of. Isn't that just an amazing thought? I would love to research that and do some much more dedicated research to understanding how we can all be time travelers. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. You know, I love that. <laughs> yeah, the, the soul would be a great, a great way. I know that they did it in Quantum Leap. Remember Sam Beckett and the Quantum yes. Leap? They did They're that. Remaking it. Yeah. They well, they should do. It'd be yeah. very popular. But they're doing the, it right now. It's you, it's on. There's a show called The Quantum Leap. They brought it back. Oh, okay. What Dr. Sam Beckett and all that. That was um that's a memory from my childhood. That is Jackie. Mine too, but, yeah. But that's how advanced we were in 1968. We were talking right. about this stuff on TV shows and people didn't even realize we were talking about it. Exactly. And now we're talking about it again because it never goes away. That's right. Yeah, fantastic. I can't wait. I can't wait to come to the States and have a look at that. Okay, last question. Okay, now this is a bit more complicated, this question. I have to have to read it off my pad because if I don't, I'll get it wrong. Um, it actually says, does time assist or prevent humans from developing more about themselves? So is time in our way or is it something that assists us? This is the question I was alluding to earlier when I was discussing space and time and how our soul inhabits a body in physical reality to have experiences. And in order to have these experiences, the way we're having them, we need time and space. All I know is this, the system is perfect. It's a perfectly orchestrated system and time and space are a part of our three-dimensional reality. And I know they're perfect. So yes, I do believe we need on the human experiential level, we do need time and space to assist in having these experiences as we do. Okay. So the time assists us. So that yeah. brings me to thinking, do aliens know about time? And if they do know about time, how do they experience time? Now, the aliens that we've talked about, great whites, et cetera, et cetera, it seemed to be in physical bodies experiencing time. Now, I do believe they're experiencing time, but maybe they are able to bend time with, in, like in the movie, The Matrix, right? There's a spoon there and he's trying to bend the spoon. And the child says, stop seeing it as a spoon, <laughs> So in other words, they, they're, who knows how they're experiencing it. Maybe they can manipulate it. Maybe they can walk in, walk out, bend time, change time, slow time, quicken time. We experience as people, the difference between in time. So my example is in a football game where the one team is ahead by one score and there's 10 seconds left of the game. The team that's ahead 
time is going by so slowly because they're trying to hold on to that lead. And for the team that's trying to score to beat the other team, time is going so fast, slipping through their fingers. So we experience time differently all the time. So we know that we can bend it. So in my opinion, I would say, I don't know how aliens experience it, but I know they experience it. Okay. See, to me, what it points out is time obstructs us because of how we perceive it. Because that example of the football game that you give, the team that are losing that want time to slow right down, they want that last five minutes to be like 20 minutes, they're being obstructed by their own perception of what they're actually experiencing because they need to get it in there quicker. It's the same for anybody. If you've got a job interview, if you've got something you've got to get too fast and the train is going slow, you want to be there. So it's obstructing you in everything that you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm not going to make it. So it's it's an obstruction. I agree. Here's here's the thing I've learned now. I've learned now, even in the last, and I was reminded a half hour ago, that you and I are strangely always in agreement. We use different language. So here's what I'm going to say. I strongly agree. And I believe that that limitation is part of what, is teaching that person in that moment. Those negative emotions are only due to limiting beliefs that you have to win. You got to get the score and you got to, that you are obstructed. It's just a belief. They're limiting beliefs. That's it. The truth of it is, it doesn't matter if you score, who cares? You know, that we're all here having a good time. You're a limitless being. You can play this moment over and over again, 1 million times there's you're limitless. There's, there's nothing in terms of no end, no beginning, no right, no wrong. So it is a human obstruction, but that obstruction to me is so crucial. And part of the perfection of the system, you need some, it's contrast. You need something to push against, to grow, to evolve, to learn, to expand, to challenge your beliefs. And so yes, obstruction, Yes, we need it. Yes, it assists us. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. It, it sort of only asks one question is that if you could slow down your aging process, would you do it? No, I absolutely. If I could be more present more of the time in my life, I would and I try and that would actually slow my life down. But I really have started to embrace aging. I'm. I wouldn't trade being me now for me to, at 25 for anything, yeah. nothing, yeah. even so though I'm see. only 26. <laughs> yeah. See, you know why <laughs> this is why we have such a good relationship, Jackie, because I can ask you a question like that and not get a verbal slap around the face. It's a really yeah. good, good question. You know within... I'm stronger. I'm more flexible. I am. I'm, I'm healthier than I have ever been. My body I am so grateful to my body. I go on body gratitude rampages in my head all the time. I'm so grateful because I listen to my body. And if my body wants to age, to show the life that I've lived and the experiences I've had, then I will say the one thing that makes me sad about aging. I love this life so much. You and I are so, anyone listening to be alive right now is such a gift. No matter what is happening in your life, we are all truly abundant. And it just makes me sad because I love this life. I, I, I don't, I, 
it could make me cry right now. I don't want to live another life. So the only thing about aging that makes me sad is I know I'm going to be living infinite lives, but this one was just so special. Other than that, no, I can age. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's great because I, I just want to just ask one thing, really. What's a body gratitude rampage? Can you, can you, I, I, yeah. you, know, you can't <laughs> say that I get away with it, Jackie. I really want to know what that is. Well, listen, I grew up, I'm a, I'm a woman. Um, I I've grown up with the, the culture and the media, the way that it is. I look around seeing perfection in bodies and I've always grown up feeling like my body is imperfect and my hips are just a little too wide. And I have cellulite and all these things that I used to beat myself up for and in my hair, I, my hair is very curly as you can see right now. I straightened it always and I dyed it. And as I've done this more spiritual work and realized that my body was is so perfect and is perfect in aiding me and the experiences that I wanted to have in this life. And that my body is made up of trillions of life forms that are all choosing love for me at all times. And that I'm the leader of my body, that I'm not my body, but I am the leader of my body. I started to feel more grateful for what my body can do and what my body does do. And I started to, in my meditations, ask my body what it needs. And when I was having an ailment, ask me again, like dreams, what are you trying to tell me? What do you need? What am I ignoring? What kind of stress am I holding on to? What do you, thank you. Thank you for giving me that information. Thank you for my hip hurting so that I understand that I'm carrying some burden and I need to uncover something. You're revealing something to me. The body is amazing. And the more I listened, the more my body told me what I needed and the more I can give my body what it needs. And we just have this dance and I can't explain it. I run, I am more flexible. I do yoga twice a week and have for years. And suddenly I'm able to do things I could never do even as a young person. And the more gratitude I have, the more my body, just like with anything in, in the world, it's an attractive universe. So the more love you give something, the more love you're going to get back. And the more you criticize something, the more you're going to get the thing you don't want. And so the more I am gratitude, gr grateful for my body, it just, it shows up for me. Fantastic. Jackie, this hour has gone so quick. We're coming up to the last question time. But before we do the last question, I just want to ask you just to tell the listeners to twist the misunderstood where they can listen to you talking, your podcast, the things that you do. Where can people hear Jackie Seiden? Yes. Hi. You can listen to the Evolution Pod Club, basically on all major platforms, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor. And I have a Instagram account. I am the Jackie Seiden, S-E-I-D-E-N. Uh, I'm Jackie Seiden on Twitter. I'm an actress. If you want to see what I've done, you can go to imdb.com and see the movies and television shows. I used to perform on Broadway. I'm a singer and I love people. I love connecting. So you can contact me through my website, JackieSeiden.com, and I'll answer any questions and maybe answer them on my podcast. You never know. Brilliant. Fantastic. That's a great great way and jackie you are a star on every you on are. every form you really are right last question time that's why i'm buttering you up a little bit right <laughs> <laughs> two minutes I two minutes you, to answer this. I, absolutely you'll do it you'll do it right so question especially for you it took me hours to think about okay but i come up with this and you'll see it's probably time not well spent uh, real real life or in the movies which one really is for you? Real life. All day, every day. Why? Why? 
Well, the movies are a reflection of real life. And so your interpretation of the movie is just a reflection of how you see your real life. If there's something in a movie you want to live, some desire, then you're seeing the lack of that thing in your actual life. And that is an illusion. It, it all exists in your life. You have everything you need. You are as abundant as you need to be. You have all the love that you need. You don't need to be loved. You need to express your love. No one needs to respect you, uh, admire you or love you for you to express your love. And that's really the most important thing. So I don't need the fantasy. I want the real, and I want to feel all of those feelings that you think the fantasy will give you in every moment of every day, because it's all right there. Just depends on your perspective. So you'd love to take the fantasy of the movies and build it into real life. In other words, what you think the fantasy will make you feel. Oh, if I was, I have millions of dollars and I, and I was, had a yacht and I was famous. The feelings you think that would give you, you can cultivate in your life right now. Why do you feel like you need those feelings? Cause I think it'll make me feel worthy. I think it'll make me feel whole. I think it'll make me feel special. I think it'll make me feel loved. You can create that in your life right now in every moment. And you don't need the fantasy. You are the fantasy. It can be that if you shift your perception of your reality, your reality is your perception of reality. Everything in your life is a reflection of your beliefs. So all you have to do is shift into knowing that you are living the fantasy and then you are living the fantasy. And with that, Jackie Seiden, star of stage, screen, and twisted and misunderstood. Unless I'm acting in it. If I'm acting in it, then definitely. <laughs> it's a real star. Thank you, Jackie, love, for being on the love show. You all. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you. I'm so happy to be able to talk to your amazing audience. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. And what I'd love to do is dedicate this episode to your grandmother, Zelda. So this is going to be for her and in her memory. So that will be within this show. Thank you. I love you. Thank you.